Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Food, Wine, and Travel Show with the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. You can keep up with them at ifwtwa.org. We call them IFTWA. It's far easier to say than International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. I said it twice now. Should I say it a third time? I um, think well, should I do it again? Okay, wait. Nancy, you take it out. You do it. Come on. Oh, IFTWA. There. International Food, no, Wine, food Travel wine Writers travel Association. Writers Association. Yeah. There it is. We do this. We have uh, quite a few shows with them every, almost every week we have a show, but I love it when we get to chat with the destinations and travel writers. And today we have Nancy Mueller back on the show. Nancy is known as Wander Boomer because she likes to wander and she's a self-proclaimed boomer. So boom that. How are you, Nancy? Welcome back. Good. Thank you. So good to see you. Hey, I've got this. It's like a boom this and a boom that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, I was looking back at our dates and we started talking together um 2017. And really? then I think we've had two years where we didn't, but since then. Oh, so, is that those COVID things? Yeah, there was COVID and I don't know, something slipped by one year, I guess, but here oh, we are. But you're here. You're here and we're loving it. And I want people to know they can keep up with you at wonderboomer.com and all the links are in the show notes. Today, we're yes. going to talk about fall destinations and two destinations you've recently been to. One is Tofino, which is in Canada. Right. That's in the British Columbia area, right? Yes. Right. It's on the west side of Vancouver Island. So not hard to, for you to get to because you're in Seattle. Right. Well, you know, part of a Tofino, the journey is half the fun. Um, it, oh. it isn't that challenging to get to, but it's a little, I mean, we flew from Vancouver airport, but the drive is part of the fun of the experience. So I'm told I haven't done it, but the destination, um, the roads, it depends on when you go, of course, but it can be, I think they call it fog, August, fogus. Uh, however they pronounce it, but August tends to be the foggiest month. So there's a lot of mist, of course, that comes, you know, along the coast and it can be really socked in. But I think that adds to its magical, mystical charm. Mm. So, so when I, did you go there last? I was there in November. Um, and I wanted to talk about it because I think it really is a year round destination. And after I, I met with a friend of mine, I was telling her about this trip. Ashley just saw her last spring and she said, Oh, didn't I ever tell you that was our annual family getaway? So for them, they loved the drive. They would drive up, you know, the eastern side of Vancouver Island and take the road over and, um, loved it. So. Oh. You know, it's just a a lovely, intimate location. Well, I know the other place you want to talk about is Casper, Wyoming. So you're in the West today. Yes. This is the thing, the West. So Casper, Wyoming, um, because I think when people think of Wyoming and the last time we drove through, it snowed on us. Um, it was a cold, it was cold, but it, I mean, you really do have those expansive big blue skies and just the yeah. open country. Um, and it's beautiful. Um, but Casper, Wyoming, I don't believe I've been there yet. I always use that yes. word, but, um, you know, Wyoming, you know, 
think people always immediately go to Yellowstone. So tell us a little bit about where Casper is in accordance to that. Yeah. So um, Casper is pretty much central Wyoming. I think the population now is close to 60,000. And it's an interesting place because um, it really, there's so much history there. I mean, well, first of all, let me back up. It was the second time I had been there, but I really don't remember the first time because I was in my corporate training days and it was one of those where you fly in, you fly out. And I really remember nothing of that. So I was looking forward to having a return visit. This was the end of May or mid-May. And the first impression was the wide open spaces, you know, that expansive landscape. And it's, um, you know, I kept thinking of that song by the Dixie Chicks, you know, wide open spaces. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, hum that while we're, we're doing this, but absolutely beautiful. And then as you come into Casper, really seeing everything that the town has to offer. And there's so much. Um, so it was a thrill to really be able to experience it. So I love that you have like a coastal destination and then it's like out into prairie land almost. Right. What, what, is, what, what is prairie? Yeah, yeah mountains okay. and prairie. You know, there's a lot of that and it's a mountain town too because there's Casper Mountain and there's lots of hiking trails around that. Um, it, historically, I think that was the, the aha for me so much I didn't realize, but it really was the confluence of so many historic trails. So you had the Oregon Trail and the Mormons, um, oh. you had immigrants um, going even the Pony Express um, was a stopping point. So I thought, wow, that's right. pretty interesting. And there's a wonderful National Historic Interpretive Trail Center. I think that's the, the entire name. Um, but it's uh, wonderful hands-on exhibits. And they take you through those different um, trail areas. So you can really explore what the history was like. And they have dioramas. You can even try on a buffalo skin. And um, they have a wagon set up where you get in and then it it moves so you would feel what it was like you know in a covered wagon um doing that so that was pretty amazing and uh, we did have a chance unfortunately the weather didn't um do as well as we would like there is um Oh, gosh, I have his name here, Morris. I'm going to have to find it again. But he does a tour where you actually get Mm -hmm. in the covered wagon and he will take you along parts of the Oregon Trail. Oh, no way. Yeah. I mean, which would be wonderful. And and if you go to the, the historic interpretive center that I was talking about in their gift shop, you can even buy one of those, you know, bonnets like from Little House. Oh, wow. My gosh. No way. Get into this. Um but he was wonderful. He had so much information, but unfortunately, because of the mud, it was spring after all. Uh, he was afraid that it wouldn't be safe for the horses where we had to go. And of course, we were madly disappointed. So he agreed to do us kind of an abbreviated around a, a smaller stretch, you know, near uh, where the, the center was. So we still got to have that experience and just. Yeah to him. Um, He had actually covered the entire Oregon Trail with his daughter some years ago in a covered wagon. and just can't imagine um, how they survived that. Isn't there a game, the Oregon Trail game that people Uh, play? 
there could be. I know there's there a is there is there's like a board game or something like a or like there's a game. I think even a video game, even the Oregon Trail. And I I saw people talk about it at one point, and I'm going, oh, that's really cool. And we've been to parts of it on our travels and the immigrant trails. And, uh, you know, it's to me amazing what people went through to get West. I mean, you know, and they're not always on the wagon either. The wagon was normally carrying everything and you may sleep in it, but really you were on the outside women in those big clothes. I mean, you know, and and trudging a lot. I think of trudging because they must have had to do that, you know, along the side, you know, and I'm sure that there were lots of, um, you know, musical times around a campfire in the evenings and everything. But when you think of what it took, I mean, anytime you go through, I think some of these histories and you realize, I really have nothing to complain about. (laughs) Right. I mean, and you think about mosquitoes in the summer, wind, rain. um, And then there were also, you know, the skirmishes between here's us, these white explorers and the Native American, the indigenous people, um, you know, and it's like, hey, you're walking on someone's territory at this time, you know, Um, how are you going to handle that? And so that history is really a huge deal. So it sounds like you were kind of at one of those places of the crossroads of the Western expansion history, you know, being Casper. Right. And you could, um, as I said, you know, experience, there were other um, parts here. We went to, I'm just looking at my notes to remember, but Fort um, Casper, and it's interesting mm-hmm. because it was originally spelled with an A-R, but um, due to a typo, uh, Casper is now with an E-R. So it's always interesting to see yeah. how towns get their names and what happens along the ways. I was just looking to see if I could find... Um, you know, the, um, yes, it's Morris Carter. I want to make sure I got his name right because he was so great. He was the one who took us in the covered wagon. Oh, um, wow. I, I think that is amazing that you can actually do that. And for kids to be able to oh, have that feeling and understand, you yeah. know, and then understand like here now we sit with cell phone technology and smart technology and AI. It's like, wow. And it's just not been that long. Right. How, you know, the human progression or if we want to call it progression, that's a whole other topic. But, <laughs> but it's interesting with this, you know, what you experience there and what people can experience. And you talk about the Pony Express, now, mm-hmm. something Nancy and I do a hundred percent. And we are covering the Pony Express trail uh-huh. and going to all the different stops. We've done Nevada, parts of California, and we went further. Yeah. A little bit of Missouri too. So you have to Which go is to where Cal- it started from St. We have to go to St. Joseph. Casper was snowing when we went through. Oh, otherwise, we were going to do yeah. it. We were yeah. driving from uh, actually up by Woodenville. You know where Woodenville is. It's not I far do. from you. It's east of Seattle. Yeah, we were driving yeah. from there to oh, Texas. And we did this route. And it kept changing because of the weather. And we thought we were going to go to Yellowstone. We thought we were going to go and do that whole part. And but um, the weather said, no, you're not doing that. Um, yeah. So we would have been there, but we did we did parts of Wyoming and it was beautiful, went through Colorado and did mm. get to, but actually even there, I don't think we got to our spot. But um, yeah, you know, that's the way life rolls. Uh, right. You just keep right. detouring and, and that's why we travel full time because it's a big circle. Yeah. You can never get to what you want. It's great that time. you were following that, you know, that you made that a theme. Well, too. it was such a short lived thing you know because all of a sudden here they set it up here's the pony express and these riders would do from saint joseph 
change horses and just haul all the way, I think within 10 days from St. Joseph to Sacramento. I mean, it's amazing. And there are some of them um, that just Bob Haslam is one of the top Pony Express riders that went through skirmishes, did things that were just insanely like, dude, you're a badass. You know, I just, we should just call him badass Bob Haslam. People should look him up. Um, the history is amazing. Um, and then all of a sudden it's like the telegraphs here, you're out. And yeah. it's like, whoa. And so romantically, nostalgically, we yeah. want the Pony Express. We want that because it's this human thing that really spurred our mail system that said, you know, through rain or snow and snow shine, all of that. We have this, you know, and we're still fighting for our mail. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> I will. That's, a, again, another whole conversation. Absolutely. But it, you think about it when you travel. When you go to a place like Casper and you witness this history and then actually get to experience some living history, right? Yeah. Doesn't it make you really ponder about what happens in the news, what happens in life now today and make you realize where things stem from and maybe we should travel more to have more understanding of things? Always. I always think that if we understand the roots, um, then, you know, and you get to see these environments, uh, then you want to protect it. You want that sense of history going forward. It's just a deeper sense of travel, you know, rather than just skimming the surface, mm -hmm. even if you can't stay for longer than a few days, just having a stop in these museums. There's also the Tate Museum, which um, is, mm -hmm. you know, has, I think D is the name of the first Tyrannosaurus Rex that was found in Wyoming. And apparently there are digs that you can go on. Um, so that was fascinating. I just That's got cool. only saw part of that, unfortunately, because of my itinerary. But um, the the person that we had, the education director, was so passionate about teaching. And I just thought how lucky those kids are. Um, it's right at Casper College and to have this phenomenal museum right there where you can go in. So there are so many museums. There's, you know, the wow. reconstructed military fort. If you only wanted to focus on the history and I mentioned some of the activities, but there's also fly fishing. You know, um, we had a great day out on the North Platte River and our guide was, you know, we had several different boats. And I, I will confess to your audience that I was the last one to get my fish. And I just enjoyed the experience if I had not caught a fish, but they were, no, we're staying out here till you get your fish. <laughs> they might have, no pressure. And, you know, help me out, but I don't think so. No. Anyway, but I did get my one fish. So that was so fun. Half a day, um, doing that. And then we also did kayaking through the Fremont oh. Canyon, which was so beautiful. These rose. Oh, wow. Um, colored cliffs and that was absolutely magical so we got to do so much and of course because this is Iftwa we talk about the food and drink so um, there are lots of craft breweries and pubs and restaurants um, you know so it was just a great experience you know I love that you went through Fremont Canyon now that also goes to one of our explorers Fremont himself you know uh -huh. he's listed everywhere where we've been following his footsteps too. Uh -huh. I mean, he is part of the Western expansion. And if it wasn't for him and Kit Carson, like Thomas Jefferson yeah. would not. And then of course there's Lewis and Clark. So we can't leave them out. We can't. But leave. Fremont really 
covered so much. And then we say like there's this history about his wife actually wrote all his reports for him because mm-hmm. he just said, okay, this stuff went down. And she's like, no, you can't put it that way. And he goes, well, I'm not. So she did that. And she was wealthy. She had a wealthy dad. Mm. And so we, there's like all this mystery about Fremont. But mm. he, he is all through Colorado, all through Wyoming. I mean, everywhere. California. I mean, he went everywhere. Stuff went down. He fought in the Mexican-American War. He did all kinds of things. So Fremont, that canyon, is named after him. Mm. And... uh yeah, you you can like him or hate him, but yeah. um, he was a huge part of our American history of the Western expansion of of going out there. And it was Kit Carson who really taught him how to read the stars, how to you know, navigate the water, do all those things. And so that canyon, that's going to have some history of them navigating it. And you've got to think about being the first, you know, whitey people out there going, okay, let's do this, man, and see what happens. Kit Carson it's nice to have some guides who yeah exactly territory right um and do that so you know I know we're talking about fall destinations mm-hmm. I was there at a different time but I did want to point out to your listeners some of the things coming up in the fall um well first of all Casper Mountain you know there are several hikes and there's waterfalls you can go um beautiful around there but Obviously, the fall foliage is going to be a big draw at this yeah. time of year, you know, as we move forward. There's, um, you can still do the fly fishing and the kayaking that I was mentioning. Oh, cool. And, um, any of the museums. Uh, there's also the Championship of Champions Indian Relay Races. And that is September 22nd through the 24th. So that sounds fun. I don't know all the particulars about it. But um, and then we haven't even talked about downtown. You can take a, a walking tour of the history of the downtown area. And I'm sure there are people out there that like to do their fair share of shopping and helping out the local economy. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah, there are lots of wonderful uh, shops, loot, Talbert's. Um, is a you know very well known for cowboy yeah. gear and, and get your boots and hats and whatever else you want to do to fit in with the locals. Um and it's just you know a kickback, fun, um welcoming community is what I found when we were there. Mm. So. I love that and for shopping too, getting your shopping done other than something delivered by you know who is right. um right. something unique and thought is thoughtful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I, I I really appreciate that and where you can go to a downtown. I think we need to go and do more downtown stuff as travelers. Yeah, especially downtown areas, you know, whether it's small town or even some of the larger urban environments, um, just helping out some of the retail where we can. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. even be much, but, you know, bringing in and Casper does rely on the tourism. And a lot of people think, well, what's in Casper? I mean, obviously, that's why I'm here to tell you about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know, both of these des- destinations have to do with outdoor recreation um, year round again. And But year round, that's really important because a yeah. lot of people, like I said, okay, we didn't do what we were doing because we were actually going, it was winter when we were driving through. So, yeah. you know, we were I having mean, to dodge it, things. Right. Most people aren't doing what we're doing, driving through, going, let's go through all these snow places and hope we yeah. don't get snowed on. That's a right. little, you know, silly. Yeah. But we knew that was our gig. But um, most but people can fly in, in, right? They can just fly in. And then you can do in. winter sports, you know, all kinds yeah. of 
of sports. So um, I think for anyone that, again, loves that vast landscape and, you know, I always opt for locations that are more remote. Um, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily hard to get to, but there's just something about them that's appealing, maybe mm. fewer people. Um, and I, you know, and just being able to breathe easy to me, not having a bunch of people around, you know, there, and especially you, you want this big wide open space, but you don't want it to be like jam packed with people. Right. And I think going to these smaller, more remote places, you know, that you're having a, a, a positive footprint in tourism. And if you're yes. going to be a traveler, be a traveler versus the tourist. You know what I mean? If you can, mm-hmm. that's up your alley. And going into these communities, you're going to see something and experience something very authentic, which I think that I know you're wonder boomer, but I, from what we're seeing now, it doesn't matter your age bracket. You actually want to have something authentic and new to bring to the table. Yes. And you Even like just for social media say like, I've been there of you, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> right. And also to be able to participate in the local uh, culture, you know, mm-hmm. what are things that you can do, not just to be an observer, there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. you know, of course, but if you can actually experience just a, a little bit of what it feels like to be part of the community. Um, talking mm-hmm. with locals when you go into the restaurant and asking for tips and advice, and you're going to get a whole different viewpoint. Yeah. So. And finding out what they're eating, you know. So let's let's just, I, and we'll go to Tofino yeah. in a second. Might as well let's okay. finish off with Casper here. But um, when you went to Casper, yeah. did you fly there from Seattle? What's, yeah. is that, I, I mean, if you go aside from Nancy and I playing, Let's see if we can drive through a winter storm. That was dumb. Um, but you yeah, can't fly through. Yeah, yeah. That, but that was, we were just on this other kind of crazy road trip uh, mission. Yeah. Um, and I would do it again. So just saying, it was fun. Right. But now I want to go to Casper. So Absolutely. Um, you can fly in, right? Yes, you can fly in. And I, I'm trying to remember how I did it. I'm pretty sure I flew. Den- did I fly Denver and then to Casper? I'm oh, that to- sounds very popular. Yeah. yeah. Because I know Casper, we were supposed to go through there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think and then we ended up driving through Denver. Yeah. But, I mean, I have I have snowfield photos that you wouldn't believe that are just I amazing. Yeah. I mean, absolutely beautiful because this, yeah. the wind oh. makes these snow drifts on uh, these fields. And it's incredible. Like, just, I, I mean, we just were just astounded. And we went through the Cascade Mountains and everything and, and, you know, to get there and did some detours. And we're just like, this is incredible. And we did see bison in Yellowstone, not Yellowstone, in a state park in Wyoming somewhere. And I can't tell you what the name is, but like we, we've done it now twice and on this route. Fantastic. But the snow drift, it wasn't even like thick snow. It was like this, just the patterns. I'm just going to tell people, don't be scared of the snow in the West. Um, Mm -hmm. Be smart about it. Wear good clothes, right? Fly in. Don't, don't, don't be silly on highways and stuff like, you know, Um, but the scenery is just this whole other beauty that is landscape. I'm sure in the snow, it's like sand sculptures, you know, from the wind, only snow. You could actually see the, where the wind had just done stuff in the, it was I can't even explain. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I wish I'd pulling up a photo now. So it it is amazing. But yeah, but you can fly into Casper is the point. So 
easy to get to wherever you're flying in from, get there, even if you fly into Denver first. Oh, go hang out in Denver for a little bit too. I mean, why not? You know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you want to spend time there. I think I was there for, what was it, four or five days? Um, And you could spend longer. You know, the... I, really, the museums for me were just fascinating. Mm. But um, you know, the the dining. Um, gosh. Oh yeah, Tell, is, do they have like local food that people should know about? Um, that's you know, <laughs> that's a very good question. I should know. I was looking at you know the the places, the restaurants we went. Actually, one of the restaurants we really liked was the Thai kitchen, which you wouldn't expect necessarily. Hmm. See, um, but that, but yeah, but that's interesting. But yeah. That was good. There was the um El Fogan Mexican restaurant. Um let me listen, check. I'm in the East right now and and I will do anything for some Mexican food. Some really oh, yeah. good Mexican food. And I know there's probably some out here, but like I just there's well, something about being in the West. Steakhouses, right? I mean, the yeah, that's Wyoming. One was the Fire Rock Steakhouse at the end of our visit. Wow, you, I mean, it's enormous. First of all, just the size of the parking lot, but um, just the wide selections, you know, that you can get. And of course, there are things on the menu if you're vegetarian. I'm assuming, but you would go there because it is a steakhouse. Um, and yeah, just places, you know, for lunch and, you know, just a really great spot and interesting drinks. Um, I was mentioning the different yeah. pubs. Um, we went to, um, there's breweries there. Yeah. Like oh, I was, yeah. was going to the think they have to have breweries. We just kind of added on because our itinerary was pretty full. You know, we had a lot going on, but we did want to see a few pubs and we went to the Backwards Distilling Company, the Drinkery. Um, both of those Ooh. are great places to go and um, kick back a little bit. So what about where you stayed? What's the lodging like for people? Yes, to know yeah, about? So we were at a Hamptons Inn and it was great. I mean, it was very comfortable. It was everything you need. Um I didn't put any pictures up of that, but yeah, very comfortable. You know, for yeah, the people whole- know what to, yeah, what to expect. Yeah. You with know, the what and- expect and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I think we might've had breakfast one day at the hotel. I mean, you, usually that's mm-hmm. included in your stay. Um, but you get to make a waffle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool. So, okay. So everyone, I do want people to know that there's a website they can go to visitcasper.com to learn more. All of the links that we're talking about, Iftwa, also wanderboomer.com, visitcasper.com are all in the show notes, whether you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or listening on Spotify, all those places. Um, all the links are in the show notes. Um, also, we want to go to Tofino now. Uh, Tofino, uh, go to tourism tofino.com i thought tofino when you first said i want to talk about tofino for the fall i thought oh are we going to italy and then we're going to go to wyoming you know (laughs) so i don't know why i just thought tofino was italian for some reason but you know yeah you know it's um interesting It, it is definitely part of you know they make a point of saying that we are on first nation land and i I had to look up the pronunciation because I think it's so important. Um, So forgive my pronunciation, but the best I can find was Kla'o-Kwi'at, Kla'o-Kwi'at, First Nation Territory. And I... um, Oh, I didn't know that. So it's not necessarily British Columbia or Canada then. Well, I mean, it is 
now, but I mean, that's right. Oh, okay. All of us where we were originally, but um, the, the importance of that understanding that they are on sacred ground. I think you see that throughout British Columbia, that they do um, okay. pay homage to, you know, the ancestors, the first people, um, yeah. the indigenous population. And they actually even have a little brochure that they've put together. And I, I'm just going to uh, read a couple parts of it because I think it's so beautiful. And it just says in the beginning, it shows a whale and says, enter with a good heart. Um, and I think there's so much of Tofino that expresses that, you know, and how you can, um, really experience it like they do. And there's a First Nation prayer that's also in here. Basically, respect all life. Let me be careful in what I say and do while I'm in somebody else's territory, which I think is good advice for any of us traveling wherever we go. Remember Mm. that the cultural norms we might be used to are different. Mm -hmm. But me, the experience was very much about connecting with the land, with the people, um, and really understanding the, the spirit of place. And, um, you know, it's, it's small. It's right on the coast. So you've got a lot of drama with the, you know, dramatic waves. And it would be a great place, I think, to be during a storm. Uh, we stayed at the Pacific Ooh. Sands Resort. So it's right on the beach. Um, nice. Absolutely fabulous for just walking down and just doing, you know, beachcombing, walking. And you were talking about um, the snow drifts and, and the different patterns they make. And I took so many pictures of patterns in the sand and the shells and the surfers. It's a very um, popular surfing community. Even and- in November. Um, you know, because I'm sure the exact times when they're doing it mm-hmm. all. So, um, we were there again in May. I would imagine, oh, oh, okay. you I know, it, it, you know, it depends on what's going on with the waves and, you know, I'm not a surfer, so I can't say, yeah, uh, you know, exactly. But, um, just the pictures of the, the surfers with their boards and the mist rising, you know, from the, the water on, sh- you know, the waves rushing the shore and the wind. It's just a, a very magical. Yeah. Place. I thought, I thought you were there in November. So I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. I was, I was there in November. Uh, uh, okay. So it was, to- I mean, you never know, right? I mean, with the yeah. weather, anymore, it's all unpredictable, but really. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely gorgeous the whole time but, i don't know we have a rain we had real dense fog when we first arrived we weren't sure we our flight was going to get in but um we did no problem and it was absolutely gorgeous so um so the location was spectacular and you know there are bikes you can rent um you can also have a massage they they partner with um an outfit, I think it was called by the sea massage and have a massage. They have um, saunas and I wanted to get this right. This was, you know, um, I think of it and that's why I was there. It was for a wellness getaway. Oh, oh, nice. Well, that's perfect for the end of the year. Kind of like, absolutely. don't wait until January, get it going now. <laughs> get it going. Before. Because, because yeah. it's this change of season happens yeah. and your body does a shift too so it's oh, a good time to get it get rid of get rid of the the stuff 
yeah, transition, right? And start yeah. to go more internal. I think of it as the perfect place for that. You know, I'm sure I could write the great American novel. Uh, if I just stayed in my room and looked out at the waves crashing on the beach, I mean, to do that. But, um, you know, so there's that. And I wanted to just, um, there was another, oh, well, and they have surf sisters. So if you want to have a surf lesson, you can do that. We were actually set up for that. I personally would not be doing the surf lesson. It's just not my thing, but it was set up and I, I can't remember exactly why it didn't materialize for the other people I was with, but it is available. And they have a, cool. a grill there too that delivers, you know, we had breakfast delivered to us in the morning. We ate there for lunch. So right again, right there on the beach. And um there's another wonderful, it was, uh, let me see here. I just wanted to find it because they actually, you could do, which I didn't do was, um, kind of a polar plunge, you know, into the ocean, <laughs> but they have turf city saunas and they're wood fired saunas. Um, and Ooh. so that was great. It was right, you know, at a little section of the resort. And they partnered with them so we could go in these cedar um, saunas and, you know, just really enjoy that. And then there were a few brave hearts that went from there running into the ocean. And they tell you, you know, how to do it. You have to really immerse yourself and stay in it for a few seconds, I mean, at least, and then come out and you're a new person. And I said, I will interview you on what the experience is like. <laughs> I couldn't see myself. Well, there's a lot of people doing that now where they have their building saunas at their house, you know, yeah. and people jumping into those ice baths and, and I've seen them and I'm like, dude, no, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, I will do it in uh like a hot spring, you know, with a, it's like the finish, you know, where you have the cold and the hot and I will do that. But there was something about how far is it from the cedar sauna to the ocean? Oh, you didn't want the wind in between. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. want the wind in between, but believe me, the, the ones who did it absolutely loved it. And Well, I, I, you know, power to anybody doing any kind of polar plunge, because I think it is, good it's invigorating for your body but i i think they're gonna have to give me a toddy afterwards which would yeah. totally negate everything i well, need to have a glass of i'd have to have a like a cool cocktail in the sauna a glass of wine in between and then a toddy afterwards which means none of it will work for my body uh in a healthy way so that doesn't work well they no. were you know, the host was wonderful. They were such advocates for doing it. And I mean, we just but so many people are doing it. I mean, it really is a beneficial thing just yeah. because you and I want to be a little bit on the baby side of it doesn't yeah. mean, you know, but I think I would, I, you know what, I think I would probably go for it. Just because. I think I would do it next time. Now I would, you know, that, you know, the more I'm thinking of it, I'm like, you know what, what have you got to lose? Right. I mean, I mean all I do dip, and then you come right out. I think I could handle it. I should have uh, done I it. did try to do a polar plunge off a pier without it being an event and almost got arrested. Oh. So I was close. <laughs> I was this close. Story. And then the, a policeman <laughs> said, what are you doing? I was like, I was, oh. oh, sorry. I didn't know we weren't legally allowed to jump off a pier. So don't there do that. Go. Yeah, don't do that. No, this would have been don't a lot. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know we were that 
anyway, apparently you can't just do that. I learned. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, I was new in this country this time. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. Well, and in other places you can do whatever, but apparently not here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it that really- was my attempt. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, next time. So when you go to Tofino, you'll have to do it. Right. I just love the name Tofino too. It just feels like you're going somewhere Mediterranean, but it's completely not the Mediterranean. But it does. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that. The Pacific Northwest. I I really want to touch on this because you're in Seattle. I know we've talked about it before on shows, but having been there uh, two years ago, I think we were, I couldn't believe like the, you know, you just need to dress for it. But get outside, embrace it. You need to embrace it. I mean, I couldn't believe we could see the ocean, this deep, dark blue ocean right at your feet, like right there. It's snow-capped mountains, and people are walking around with their dogs, and they're just doing this as normal, and we're going, what? But then we got out. We got, we got, no, just put the other jacket on. We don't have the right clothes, but just put the other jacket on. Put the blanket. Who cares, you know? Yeah. I have to tell you that it's... It is invigorating. Mm-hmm. You feel incredibly alive on the Pacific Northwest. There's this, I don't know, just this, yeah, this little yeah. chill goes through you, but it reminds you that you are alive and to embrace life in a positive way. And I love that the Pacific Northwest, everywhere we went, I'm going to say is it ungeneralizing on it, but really I can't think of one place that didn't. The environment is key that we take care of nature. And I really, I think out of everywhere, and you know, we travel full time across the country. We document parks, public lands and do all that stuff and immerse ourselves in communities as we pets it and do all this stuff. I'm going to say the Pacific Northwest is leading in our books in regards to really taking big steps and working hard to, I mean, and all, and uh, uh, California is going to be included in that too. Um, just really taking care of their space, you know. It is the environment. It's you know I'm from upstate New York originally, and mm. I came out to Seattle to go to graduate school. And you know my first inkling was, why have people been hiding this from me? I mean, it was so beautiful. I mean, when I first arrived, it was raining. Okay. But after a week, and I remember seeing Mount Rainier for the first time, you know, and then Canada, you know, in Canada, there's so it's so vast, there's so much to explore. And I love the, you know, remote regions to get to, in addition to the wonderful cities like Vancouver, of course, Victoria, Um, but to get on the on the, the coast and really experience the drama of it, that wildscape, the wildlife, you know, the whales, the sea otters, the um you know, all the the eagles. I remember uh, this was a year ago and there was um, another cruise line that came in. It was a small cruise line docked in a place in Northwest Seattle. And I hadn't seen them before, but there was a deckhand on board and he goes, oh, wow, we were just coming up, you know, and I saw an eagle and I saw a whale. And I thought, I just smiled remembering the first time I had that experience too. Exactly. So if you're from and live in the Northwest, you know how vital it is. You know how vital the orca. When you hear the eagle, the bald eagles, and they do that and they fly, oh my God, they fly over you. That that screech is just like 
<laughs> yeah. And so Tofino embodies so much of the Northwest. It's just a beautiful, and I was going to say, you know, in the, the dining, there's Wolf in the Fog, which is a very popular uh, place. And the shelter was another place that was across the street. Unfortunately, after we went and experienced it, they had a fire. Oh, no. So the, um, that entire building burned, uh, for the shelter, but they oh. were able to contain it. So it didn't spread to nearby businesses. And because they are such a tight knit community, um, within three months, they were able to move to a new location, which is now on the waterfront. And I haven't been to that one. So I want to go back. You want to go back? Yeah. Just now, to next see. time I'll do the polar plunge too. So. You know, it'll New all be food. okay. Now, is the food more seafood based? Over yeah, there? it's going to be seafood. Um, you know what they call boat to table. Uh, we went mm-hmm. out one day also with the host, um, for, and I just want to make sure I'm getting people's names right. Um, but they do, let me see here. Um, it's uh, Nas Tofino. And so, again, um, indigenous-based ownership okay. and using kelp and seaweed, you know, and creating um, really oh, wow. wonderful products. So they have a little store, but we went out in, the, in um on a boat trip for a day and um, also just experienced what that was like, you know, and, and seeing how you can use um, kelp and create these really tasty foods where they're using it for spices. And um, so that was interesting. And we also did a history walk. We had um, an elder who was very instrumental in preventing logging of the area. And so to be able to, to talk with him, we saw canoe carvers um, along the way. And to be able to just hear their stories. And, you know, we, I think some people are familiar with the, um, really unfortunate, tragic history of taking, um, people away to these institutional schools. And, um, he had that experience and oh. just to come out of that and be as, uh, kind and good hearted and strong, you know, so resilient in the protection of the environment is, is so important. That's so, a special thing when you can experience that as a traveler to have that firsthand, um, versus the rah, rah, rah on the news. Right. Right. And just the importance mm-hmm. of maintaining language, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that could rapidly become extinct and how they are helping, you know, and teaching that and going forward. So there's a lot of work to be done, but um, it's, it's a wonderful place that where it's actually happening. Um, awesome. So, I, I want to go. Yeah. I want to go to Tofino. And I want to go back I mean, to town. I want to go back to Casper and I want to go. That's the problem. I know. Isn't that, that's it. We just keep, yeah. that's what I say. You just keep going circles, but you've got two amazing places you've brought to the table for people to look at coming this fall. And if you can't go fall, look at winter, spring, summer, they're year round destinations. That's the thing I think is so great. And, uh, 
And I, I love that you brought up British, British Columbia because uh, the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association said it four times now. Um, <laughs> I should get extra brownie points. Um, but their conference, their annual conference yes. is in October and it's going, right. you know, on uh, the princess, uh, you know, the Discovery Princess going from Vancouver to LA. So I think that's really cool. So are you yeah. going? Are you able you to know, go? Or? I'm not able to go because of a conflict in dates. Oh, yeah. Um, I was on another Holland America cruise up to Alaska this summer, but I won't be able to be on that one. So I'll have to hear from my buddies on all the different yeah. programs and everything they saw and experienced. So you've been a member for a few years now, huh? Oh, now gosh. that I think of it. Yeah. I, well, we started, you and I, yeah. in 2017. Yeah. So let me think about this. I started travel writing in 2010. So. Okay. It would have been close after that, I think, 2011 or 12. Yeah. Would you say people should join if they're a member, they're a writer or getting started? Yeah, of course. I mean, first of all, you get to hang out with people who are, you know, people like you who love to travel, love food, wine, and all the stories that go with those. I think we're storytellers. Um, We all come from different backgrounds. We are, I like to think very welcoming and share information. It's a very supportive community. And yeah, and there are different contests you can enter for photography and writing. um, You know, we do webinars. And so you learn about locations, even if you aren't able to go to a particular destination at a certain time. Um, so we've been all over doing that. And um yeah, we just had a, a refresh of the Food Wine Travel magazine. So that just went live. And so if you're a cool. member, you can contribute to that. It's another great way to be visible. It's and an awesome magazine. Yeah. Stories. So yeah, why wouldn't you be a member? Yeah. I, I think I think it's cool. I think it's great that uh, the travel writers support each other. And that's one of the biggest things I've noticed from the conversations over the years, you know, is the support. And I, like I always say on every show, IFTWA stood up during the pandemic and said, no, we're not closing up. We're going to do webinars. We're going to connect everyone and get things moving and it's a time to study and learn. It's a partnership. You know, we partner with the destination. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of it as happy writing because we want to have People go to the destination. So many yeah. of these communities really depend on tourism. You know, mm-hmm. we saw that in Alaska. Um, that mm-hmm. depends on the cruise ships. So when uh, we had COVID, the pandemic, that really hurt big time. Um, so whatever we can do as writers, photographers, videographers, um, whatever we can do to to really highlight those destinations and ask questions and get more information, I think, you know, we're all part of that. We're all in the mm-hmm. same. And it, and it helps everyone. It helps an entire community down to kids going to school and helping pay for, you know, having a gas station, you know, all kinds of things, you know, it really does. So thank you. It has been such a pleasure having you back on the show. Everyone, Nancy Mueller again, um, go to her website. It is wanderboomer.com and watch for her stories on 
Casper, Wyoming, and also watch for her stories on Tofino and all her other adventures. She's also on Instagram, Facebook threads. Oh, the new threads and LinkedIn under, uh, LinkedIn under Nancy Mueller and then uh, threads, Facebook and Instagram under Wonder Boomer. So, and if you're going to join Iftwire, you want to learn more about it, go to ifwtwa.org. We are here every day on Big Blend Radio. Keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thanks so much, Nancy. Lisa, I really appreciated it. Thank you. Take care.